Welcome to Anne and Dorian's Our Universal Force podcast, coming to you live from Crown Heights Radio in Brooklyn, New York. Now I'm actually recording. <laughs> Can you tell me what you're about to tell me? What was it again that we were about to talk about? The first time you took me to a strip club. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. I just got done with class. Uh-huh. Hold on one second, please. Oh, technology. We in? I think we're in. All right. Yes, one, two. Oh, that's better. Yeah? Maybe you can hear it's everything? just me. Yeah, maybe it's just me being, like, silly. Well, whatever button you pushed was the one. Wasn't it? So, Anne, how are you? How am I? That's a big old question. Yeah, is it? We're sitting, in, we're sitting, we're talking, I'm with you. We're hydrating with some water. Yeah. Life is good. Life is good. I like mm-hmm. that. So, welcome, everyone. Hi out there. I'm Dorian. And I'm Anne. Dorian and Anne, here to you, here for you, I should say, for the Our Universal Force podcast episode two that's right Woo! number two we made, we are back we're we're not we're not i wouldn't say we're fully immersed yet we're not like yes. we haven't made a habit yet folks yes we're still figuring this out to know how often and when to record right. and cadence and life and all that if, you know we talked last week about scheduling and so one thing about that is you don't always stick to it because life happens. Life does happen. The randomness of life. <laughs> and so we're here to you on a Monday. Monday. Monday after work. Woo! Monday after doing things all day that pay for us doing a podcast at night. Yep. <laughs> Privilege. Yeah, it's like uh, it yeah, working it, after work. Yeah, it's good. But we like number it. two. We got it. We want to thank everyone for coming back, continuing on your journey, binge listening. Maybe who knows? <laughs> Hope so. It's just the beginning. Folks. Yes, and we want to thank you for being here. Don't forget, you can check us out at ouruniversalforce.com. And our email is ouruniversalforce at gmail.com. And you can also go to all of your favorite media, social media platforms and ping us at Our Universal Force wherever you're at. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Ooh, we have to start uh, making some videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some videos we got to post up on there. <laughs> Let's start recording with the... Yeah, we'll get some, some videos to be there for you. Wherever else. If we're not somewhere, message us somewhere we are. Make sure we get on there for you. Uh, episode two. So what we're going to do is each week we're going to start out with a little bit of recap of what's happened since the last time you talked to us or listen to us, and last time we talked to each other for you. Mm-hmm. So, Anne, why don't you uh, start us off? Uh, what's happened in our last week? Well, we got engaged. Ooh. Yes. Yes, my fiancé. Yes. Yes. What yes. happened at the one of the more unexpected times? It was not at one of our dinners. 
now. When was the first dinner that you started to think, is this when I'm going to get engaged? Is this when he's going to propose? That was actually two weeks ago at public. That was the first time you ever yeah. thought that? Yeah. Okay. And so it was unexpected this time because we were doing our normal, we were doing our Friday night gig mm-hmm. at Bergen. Yeah. And you came, we ordered a hamburger. <laughs> He comes back with the, you know, the vibrator square. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what, I don't know what they're called. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And on top of it was a box. And he, because it was so unexpected, I, I was like, what is this? And I, I think, I thought he was just handing me the, the vibrating box with something on top of it and he gets down on his knee and I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then I realized what's happening and we opened, we figured out how that box opened up. (laughs) (laughs) The vibrating box had to open. No. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) It was a vibrator. (laughs) (laughs) That would have also not, that would have been expected. <laughs> that would have so. been expected more so. And it was this beautiful diamond ring. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was like, you know the answer already. We've talked about this <laughs> openly with my parents mm-hmm. and with the children mm-hmm. and our friends. And it's like, well, of course. I don't even know if I like responded immediately. I was just like, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we were crying. You know, I was crying. I was crying. I'm sure you were relieved it was done. <laughs> yes, yes, that is absolutely true. But I do want to ask you, yeah. what was it like for you? Uh, I was nervous. Yeah. I had been probably since the day we first talked about said, you know, decided that we're going to get married. Like where we were like, we're going to get married. And from the day we picked the day, then I I have to get down on my knee and give me a ring and really propose. I have to really propose to you. That was what I knew at that moment that, yes, we are going to get married and I need to not hesitate on any of the things that I want to do. So I wanted to ask you right that second. And since then, it was like, no, I need to get a ring. I was like, oh, my God, no, I need to get a ring. But I need to go talk to our parents first. I need to go talk to the kids first. So many stuff. So many things that I was like, I want to go buy a ring now. And just, like, that's what I wanted to do. But I was like, no, we need to do this in some kind of, like, you know, like, I want to be a man, a gentleman, a man, but also a gentleman about this. And I want you to know that I, it, the process means something to me, too. Like, I want us to get married, but I want you to feel, I don't want to skip things just to rush through it, you know? Well, the fact that you gave it so much thought and already have, like, a societal pressure (laughs) (laughs) to have to do it. But I don't know what, I didn't know what things meant something to you, and I didn't want to ask too many questions. I didn't want to, because I was asking a lot of questions to you what do you like what do you like what do you like and at one point we were like you know some of it needs to be a surprise but I wanted to know as much as I could about what would mean something to you because I knew it's what meant something to me 
talking to your parents, talking to the kids. Those were things that are respectful, are going to to draw us all closer together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And let them know that we want to talk to this about this. We're happy. We're not hiding our relationship. We're sharing. We want them involved in it. And that's all important to me. So I was like, some things I want, I knew, but I didn't know what meant something to you. I didn't know if it was what what it was horse drawn carriages and you know I like didn't what know was either. yeah yeah I just I well the first time well I I guess I what I thought would happen was it would be at like a restaurant or something right you know or a night where we're going out right somewhere romantic which right. is like a normal Wednesday night date <laughs> so I mean I like that it I didn't expect it right. Um, I like that we talked about these plans before and it wasn't literally popping a question and, you mm-hmm. know, asking somewhat out of the blue. Mm-hmm. I like that we discussed this, you know, right. the type of future we want to have together. Yes. And that we talked to our families beforehand. And I also like that it was unexpected in that we were doing the same, you know, normal routine activity because so often I go through life expecting things to be a particular way or painting this picture of how I think it should be. And when it's not that, mm-hmm. it kind of shakes me up a bit. And mm-hmm. I, I really have to like, it takes effort for me to accept the way things are. Mm-hmm. And I there's a, a level of appreciation yeah. in accepting those moments. And yes. so I think for me, it was also a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you yeah, because you wanted to, you wanted to have the feel of the of the romantic date that turned into the right, and that's exactly what I, I can I say I that was exactly what I was thinking. I was like, we'll go on a trip, or we'll go do this, and then once I started thinking, I was like, that's going to be the most cliche thing because we do and not that because we do that we do it a lot of romantic dates. So then I was thinking, okay, well, it has to be a better date than what we normally do or a better trip than what we normally do. Which is hard to do because we right. traveled to some of the most right. exquisite places. Right. Well, and my Wonderful, thought was like going to be like on your birthday, like when we went for your for Vegas. Good idea to not do that. Though. Right. I did not want to do that. That's my birthday. That's yeah. my day. <laughs> I didn't want to take, exactly, but exactly. Yeah. I wanted you to have your time. And, but that my initial thought was like on your birthday. And then I was like before your birthday. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it before your birthday either because I don't want to take away from your birthday i see how significant this is it's Mm -hmm. like and we've talked you know Mm -hmm. we've talked about this Mm -hmm. like it's so the way this is done it's like this is just about us and our love and commitment to each other right and it's i I love the symbol of the ring Mm -hmm. and the tradition of that right but all you know and all this thought and how it's going to be and Mm -hmm. you know we do this a lot dorian and where we Mm -hmm have our our we you know for our wedding you can we've, show we've discussed how we <laughs> want it to be a ceremony in one of our spaces right that we already hang out in mm-hmm. so to have these memory you know these monumental moments in our history the Anne and dorian history mm-hmm. be in places that we frequent have it be you know it's more close to home it's more personal mm-hmm so I almost prefer that to mm-hmm. some like outrageous, romantic, exotic moment, which would also be memorable. Mm-hmm. But I prefer 
having this be integrated in our life, if you will, you right, know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did, yes. But I also was thinking, what if we do something crazy, you know? Like, like what? What, what, I don't was know. what was option I don't A? No, option A was going to be like to go on a trip. That was option A. And as we started planning our trips, I was like, well, all of our trips are going to be with people. I didn't want to necessarily plan a trip that involved people because our next few trips were going to do. And so I was like, we'll just go on a separate trip. But then I was like, I'm going to be so weird about everything the whole time that it's going to feel terrible. Because I'm going to be weird, like, knowing I'm planning something and I can't tell you what I'm planning because I'm really bad at that. <laughs> you talk about everything. Yeah. And so from, like, I'll say this, and I knew that was going to be the case. And from the second I got the ring, I was so weird. <laughs> when did you get the ring? I have to ask because, I mean, I did notice when you came home, like, a little bit later, mm-hmm. some like, a day from work. Mm-hmm. And then... I was like, oh, he's really working late. And then another time, I, I guess that day, I just saw a lump in your pants. Well, that was the first day I bought it. Yes. Okay. That was the first day I brought it out the house with me. Where was it? It was in my drawer. At work? No, at home. Oh, my God. But I had to hide it. Like, there was too many how things. How long was it in your drawer? Oh, not for very long. Like, how long? <laughs> like, a day. Or so. okay. I wasn't going to pick it up. Like, this is the thing. I was like, I can't keep it in the house. And I also don't want to leave it at work. It's only a matter of time before I'm putting our laundry away. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I was, wasn't, I just was like, I'll go get it when I'm ready to have it. Then I was like, I was thinking over this weekend, I was like, shit, I'm realizing that I don't have, a, I didn't have many more days that we weren't planning things together I was just like, shit, I'm going to fuck this up where I'm not going to get a chance to go get it. Right. Like, they're not going to be open when I need decide to bring it home. So I need to bring it home and just do something with it and figure out where to put it at. And then I was like, okay, so I'll just bury it somewhere and I'll move it around. And then I realized that was an awful idea. And I was like, I'm just going to have to keep it with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> The Easter egg. It was so dumb. I was just being so fucking weird. And it's like, I'm going to be like wanting to make plans, but then I'm going to want to get dressed up. Everything started coming into things that we just don't do. I was like, fuck, she's going to know right off the bat when I do something weird that this is what it is. Because, yeah, we talk about what we do all the time. Right. Well. And our plans change so easily. You know, (laughs) like we will definitely. I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this. So I decided to do it. And it was eating me alive having it on my pocket. Oh my! Because I just wanted to do it every five seconds. And mind you, I was DJing while you you had this in your DJ pocket. DJ bomb. I'm like throwing thirty three mm-hmm. or eight. What, I don't even know. Well, I, that's what I thought. I said maybe I'll do it while DJing while she's DJing. I'm so glad you didn't. Do and that. that it seems but, like mean, a great idea. And then it was like, then it was like, no, that's a horrible idea. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't know if that's a great. But idea. But I don't know. Right. Either way, yes, at the yes. end of the day, you are my future husband. Mm-hmm. I'm your future wife. Mm-hmm. We yes. have a ring mm-hmm. that shows our love and commitment to each other. And that's a wrap. 
<laughs> but I appreciate <laughs> and hear what you went through. <laughs> this is just my thought this. process that's Holy going. Shit. This is the rando shit that's going on in my head. That none of it's really true, but I'm making up. I'm making all of like everything's true, but none of the things in my head that I'm thinking are really reality. It's just going through every scenario, Absolutely. and I'm like, this is. I'm like, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> of course. If we have it, like every every like a surprise birthday party, I'm just gonna hire someone. To, I'm gonna say, this is the things that this is what you should do. Don't tell me about it, and just somehow someone put this in our calendar and just make us go there. Because I'm never gonna be able to throw you a surprise. I'm gonna just ask you too many questions about what your preferences are, or well, I'm gonna weird out about it and do something dumb. Or <laughs> well, that's a testament to you wanting to satisfy me. Yeah, it's all the time. And you do, without question. Yes. Thank you. Do your thing. Do your thing. Oh, I know. Anyway, so that's, that's a long, that's all right. So we got engaged this weekend. We got engaged. Yay! <laughs> it's exciting. So back to wedding planning. That's I like department time and then wedding and wedding planning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, bore you guys with a wedding planning stories. Not really, not boring. It's interesting. If anybody's getting married and you have questions about the wedding planning process, message us. If you guys want to, we, uh, or just want to talk about stuff with wedding planning, we enjoy it. It's tricky. We're still trying to figure out details ourselves. Got to find a place. Got to find a place. So message us once we're successful in the process. Yes. Or if you have some ideas, that would be great for us to learn. Our universal force at gmail.com is the email address. Please feel free to email us and or use any of your social medias. And we would love that. So we got engaged this weekend. Anything else? Anything else fun that's happened that we should let the audience know yeah, since then? Yeah, we did a, a boudoir photo shoot. Ooh. Am I saying that right? Is it boudoir. 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 Okay, I guess I'm, I'm much I'm nicer. Boudoir. And we dressed up. We did two looks. This is by Lucy LaRiot in Bed-Stuy, mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Yeah. And this is my second time going to her. And we went as a couple now. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple different looks. And that was incredibly fun. What was your favorite part about that? What was my favorite part about it? And then I want to go back up after that. My favorite part about it was... It was once we got comfortable and we were having fun in the photo shoot. I enjoyed being with you, but I also loved watching, seeing the process of you picking out what outfits out of all the outfits that were available and the shoes and doing that. Like I get to watch you get dressed with things we own and we shop together, but it was fun in that setting. And having someone there who does this as for a living work with like in balance, it was very cool to like see the process and see get some ideas also on things that you like for my shopping, my own personal enjoyment of shopping for you. Yeah. Shopping with you. So that was really nice. Once um, we get styled. Yeah, but it was fun. It was fun getting to have fun with the photo photographer. Oh, it was a blast pictures. going yeah. through all of her clothing. It was yeah. amazing lingerie and dress selection, heels. She did all my makeup. Right. Let's back up for one second. Mm. For those of you who don't know what a boudoir photo shoot is, <laughs> let's explain what that yes. is. You want to explain or you want me to? You explain. You can say it better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. So boudoir, now I'm specifically trying to enunciate it, not knowing if it's right. Photo shoot is generally a either single 
or couple or multiple person, sometimes sexy, sometimes nude photo shoot. A lot of times it's not nude or it's like partially, but it's something that's generally people get it for themselves or they'll get it as a gift for their partner or something to put up in the house or generally it's mostly women from what I can see that will book boudoir photo shoots gives them a little bit of empowerment something to dress up and be sexy and a lot of times it's pinup style or it could be gothic or it could be fetish or it could be you know any of your fancy you know any any of your like fantasy looks that you would see something like that but very well done generally usually very tasteful and they do couples ones that's a boudoir photo shoot and now go ahead and tell us about when you did it the first time so i was just looking up online what the definition was oh, okay this is from weddinglovely.com are you on google yeah oh. hi google hi we will ask you questions if you yeah. don't know uh-huh. all the time all the time a boudoir session is i said it wrong again a boudoir session is a photography session where you wear sexy outfits lingerie dresses or even go scantily clad and get your photographs taken. So I did that. There you go. Yes. I did that before. I did that two years ago. And I lived nearby her older studio in Williamsburg and saw photos. She was on the ground floor. And she had photos, like cute pinup photos. And I just kept walking by on my commute and thought, I love to do this. For my birthday, I scheduled a shoot, got all made up, had some photos taken, and yeah, it was cool. It was, it was a cool setup. You, We did two different looks, and I got four f- different photos, and one of which was more like Instagram-friendly, and then the others, which were a bit more sexy, but we'll just say I haven't shown everyone <laughs> hmm. Have I seen them all? I've seen them all. Right? Yeah. yeah. Of course. It's probably showing off to you. Uh, your first dating. Uh, Check me out. Ooh, yes, baby. <laughs> Sexy. But yeah, it was a great time. So shout out to Lucy LaRiot, Brooklyn. And I think she does she travel into this too? Or? I don't know. No, it's a good question. But she has she has calendars, great photos, lots of great photos. Um if you go to her website, is it Lucy LaRiot? That's her name. Lucy. No, there's an Instagram. There's an Instagram. But she has a website. website. Yeah, she has a definition website. And you can like look at all the packages and photos. And she does a great job. She's a wonderful closet. Couples, singles, or more. Yeah, um, Lucy Lariot, L-A-R-I-O-T dot com. Okay, perfect. Great job. She has all the clothes. She does your hair and makeup, which is awesome. Great closet. Plenty of shoes, plenty of outfits, all different types, period specific, uh, meaning like 20s or 50s or, you know, whatever it is. And then some more um, sexy, vintage. a lot of vintage, a lot people, mostly vintage. We don't, people don't dress like. Well, yeah, yeah. it is, but that's super different. expensive lingerie to have. Lingerie is different. Yeah, lingerie is different. I was thinking like yeah. fashion, thing in fashion, ball gowny or anything like yeah. that. That's probably different. Yeah, different. Yeah. Anyway, so we had, yeah, that was awesome. It was a good time. Can't wait. We will put one of the, some of the pictures up there on the website. So Our website. Our, our universalforce.com. Yes. Anything else? Anything else memorable that they would be interesting for our audience to know from this weekend? 
Got our tickets to Miami. Oh, yeah, we're going to Miami. Miami, here we come. What's your favorite place to go in Miami? Two favorites are Coyo Taco. Sitting in the back of there, listening to some great music. Great space. But what, tell us a story about when you went there. One year, one, not one year, one trip to Miami, I went there twice in the same weekend, which is rare for me. Well, not rare for me, but... I went there on a Friday and a Saturday night, and I had a ball both nights. DJs were two different DJs, different style of DJing, great music. One night I got there kind of late. I got probably got there like one. Any other night, I think I got there much earlier. Both times I had a great time. I had great drinks. I got to chill. And I was feeling nice. <laughs> Coyo Taco, great space. If you've never been to Miami, it's in the Wynwood section of Miami. It's a taco joint up front through the taco space there's a line out the door for the taco space but you walk right past the line go get your id checked and all that by security and you go past the bathrooms and there's a club great music great bar staff great dancing perfect venue some of the best music i've heard out while in miami by far especially to dance to I mean, you got great house DJs, you got great hip-hop artists, great hip-hop DJs and stuff, but they, you know, really great DJs are there. Not a huge place, so you're not talking thousands of people, you're talking a small place that's intimate, good vibes, everyone's good vibes, so. See you in July. Yeah, I'll be there July. My other favorite place is probably Eleven, just because it's just such a shit show. Eleven, shout out to Eleven. I love coming what to you. What happens at Eleven? And what happens at uh-huh. Eleven? Eleven is a twenty-four hour, twenty-four hour, seven day a week nightclub slash adult entertainment or adult gentlemen's club. I don't know what you want to call it. It's a nightclub experience so where fun. it's yeah, it's a club like a straight up club, but it's a strip club or a gentleman's club or whatever you want to call a strip club. And it's open 24-7, and as clubs and bars and restaurants start to empty out at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock a.m., that's when they get popping and come, you know, you show up there at 4. Yeah, when did we get there? We got there like 3, 2.30 maybe, 3, something like that, and 3.30 maybe later, and it's just, just on all the time. And, you you know, you walk out there at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., they have a rooftop during the daytime. I mean, it's great. You know, it's a huge place. You know, there's lap dances. There's center stage. They'll have performers, multiple bars, private rooms, VIP rooms. You know, whatever you would experience, expect to get out of a Miami strip club. We walked in and Nelly was performing a live set. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, no one said anything. We sat in line. We were waiting in line for, like, five minutes to get in. Because mm. they're checking IDs and everybody's paying the door. And we walk in and Nelly's playing. And we're like, oh, it's no, you know. We're like, all right, part of the party. And we didn't realize Nelly was performing. <laughs> yeah, it's the sound was good. We heard these songs. Honestly, I didn't know Nelly was still doing his thing. Um, that was a long time. When did that album? When, what album was that? 90-something, 2000-something? Oh I think it was 2000. must have been early 2000s. Yeah. Which album, though? Oh, the one he performed? There were most of the songs yeah, that were there. Yeah, what was that? Mm-hmm. Country Grammar. Yeah. So he played, like, what did we hear? We heard Ride With Me. We heard... Uh, did he do Country Grammar when we were there? Did we hear Country Grammar? He might have did Country down, Grammar. Down, baby. Did he do Country Grammar? Like, did we hear it? Or did... Because we came in, in the middle of the set. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we probably think we only got like four songs, maybe three to four songs. But it was great. It, Nelly, club yeah. was going nuts. It was huge. So Big fun. space. He's in the middle. He's so I guess wherever the the poles are, he's usually like two poles or like a center stage or whatever. I mean, he was right there, giant sea of people around him and like a circle around him. It was great. Great time. Good performance. We did not. It was the day we landed. We had landed nine o'clock at night, whatever. We went straight to dinner. Fountain Blue, what's up? Yeah, Ship Steakhouse, yes, so good. Yeah, we went over there, went to another bar before that. Went to the one that Max had suggested when these guys came over, yeah. (laughs) Her friend had suggested it, we were like, yes. We, what was the name of that bar? Some bar, he asked, it was a bar he asked us that we had went to the week before, and it was Rando, the place that we just walked into. Night before we went to go into to eleven, and it was like a long line or some shit like that. Yeah, and we were just like, oh, we're not waiting that line. And so we just went to the um, come back at four a.m. Yeah, no it was like two thirty. It was like, ah, oh, we'll come back in like three hours. So we went to another bar, and uh, we're hanging out there. Totally couldn't smoke there because <laughs> we were smoking inside. <laughs> Whoopsies. So we went outside because you could drink outside too. We, we drank there. We danced outside too a little bit. We're looking nice. That was fun. Yeah, stayed Fountain Blue. Fontaine Blue. Fontaine Blue. Yeah, Miami. I don't, how did we get on Miami again? That was another thing from the week. Oh, yeah, we got our Miami ticket, so we're going to Miami in July. Anything um, else? Mm, I think that's good for our weekly recap. Yeah. Oh, the kids came into town. Kids came. Kids came. So the apartment, hang out. The kiddos. Walked walk them. them. <laughs> yeah, thousands of steps in Brooklyn. Oh, so Toured them around Brooklyn. So Crown Heights, Prospect Park, Prospect Heights, all those areas. We kind of toured them around. Yeah, we had 27,000 we steps so that good. day. We had, yeah, we had a lot of steps. 27,000 that day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what you do when you don't have a car and you live in Brooklyn. Everything's a walk with Walking on a Saturday. Distance. It was a gorgeous day, too. Oh. Cool. All right, so let's get into some topics. We've been on this for a minute now. What are our topics for today, Anne? Today we have, we co- actually we covered a lot of this. So we have wedding proposal, Miami tickets, Club 11, strip clubs. I guess strip clubs were our topics. Yeah. yeah. So What else in strip clubs? Since we're talking about strip clubs. What, what else about yeah. them? Yeah. What well, else? Let me ask you. When yes. did you go to your first strip club? So there used to be an underage strip club. Not underage. I'm sorry. It was. Sounds super Illegal. No, no, that wasn't that. I didn't Don't mean, I didn't talk mean about that. that. I didn't mean that. <laughs> um, not underage. That was wrong. It was a it was a BYOB, so you didn't have to be 21 to go. It was 18 and over strip club. So that one I would go into. When you were 18. When I was 18. But I used to go into some of them when I was helping my friends DJ. So I've been into other ones younger than that. But it was like for like they were DJing a bachelorette party or a bachelor party or something like that. And I went in as a DJ. So I didn't really partake in any of the offerings of the gentleman's club or the strip club. I just got to go in earlier. But at, by 18, because they would ID hard. So would you yeah. like see them warm up? Uh, no, it was still there. I mean, when I was in, I was just in the DJ booth. So I would see, I would talk to them when they came in and they would and when like. when we say them, we mean the dancers. Dancers, yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to dancers and stuff like that. I, I didn't go to the bar and do anything, but. 
which I could have. I don't know why I didn't. I was too. I was young, and I was. Yeah. Too, I didn't understand bars the correct way when I was young. I was just. You know, I would go to bars because there were bars that I could get into, but I didn't have good bar etiquette. So I assumed, like, if I snuck my my mindset was that if I snuck into a bar, I could just order drinks. But if I was working in DJing. I didn't. I didn't try to act like I wasn't of age when I was working. You know what I'm saying? Like I just was like, "This is what I am" because we're working. So I didn't try to do things that would fuck up the DJ side of it. Well, but when if I had to just snuck out. into the into the strip club and like sneaked in some snuck in somewhere, I would went straight to the bar and got a drink. So I didn't understand. I didn't understand the etiquette of that. Once I was there, I was employed. I didn't really give a fuck. When was your first time? My first time was in Queens. Okay. Three years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 Went there for... Queens. Um, you remember which place? What oh. we thought was going to be a Nas show, Nas performance. Oh, okay. And we got there at like 11 o'clock and the place was still like warming up. They weren't quite open. So we ended up getting there about midnight mm. and I think it was on like a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us had to work in the morning and we ended up hanging out there for about three hours Mm, mm -hmm. and, you know, waiting for Nas and there's some other people there too. And it turned out that he showed up much later Uh, and I'm not sure he even performed. Yeah. Yeah. That was just something to get people in the door. Something to get people in the door. I think it was a new club. I don't know what it was called. But we had fun. I went with a lot of my dancer friends. Okay. Did you get that? Did you get? Did you have singles and everything? So yeah, one of our one of our friends he he bought us. I didn't really know how it worked, but he bought a sack of bills and and handed them out to the ladies. Okay, nice. And yeah, we got the girl. Once they saw that, the girls came right over. Right. Nice. And dancers at the bar, you know. Right. They're just like grinding on our legs at the bar. Nice. Like, all right, let's play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I like got down on the ground on our girl who's like upside down twerking. I'm like, nice. yeah, let's dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. That's fun. You remember which club it was or no? No, I no. don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember which one. Like a, where, a warehouse. Yeah. It was Queens, Long Island City. Okay. Yeah. Gallagher's 2000. Yeah, New York's. Yeah, New York has a couple of strip clubs. Couple, couple, yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them, but a couple that stand out. Which one? Uh, well, I like Hoops. I like the one right next door. Um, Rick's Cabaret is good. We like which one? Do I like Wait, which one? Do we Sapphire. Like? Sapphire, yeah. It's good. The one up Midtown. We haven't been to the one downtown yet. No. Those are the ones that I sent out. And scores is good. So this is my first time going to strip clubs mm-hmm. with a now fiance, but at the time boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really sure how it was going to be because my initial thought for strip clubs was like, ah, girls, like, don't exploit yourselves like that. That was what I thought it was about. And I really realized, like, okay, that's... That's just, I think, my own insecurity of not letting myself go a bit. (laughs) And um, after going to a strip club, I realized, okay, like, this is their job, and Mm. it's a choice. You know, for some, it's a choice. Right. Um, I'm not completely sure on, like, 
you know, what goes on. I haven't ever interviewed a stripper or had a friend. Um, well, that's not true, actually. I've got friends who have stripped and who are strippers. But it's a job, and sex is definitely an industry. That's, that's it. I really realize that from being there. And I think your, like, your interaction was, you know, respectful with them and that you would have conversations, talk to them um, before they want to get up on you or they are while they're talking with you. And yeah, I know that you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I know you like seeing me talk to the girls and give them money. <laughs> and get dances. Yeah, hell yeah. I like you getting dances. That's fun. Yeah. I love your I love the interaction. I love seeing I mean, it's a turn on number one, you know, but it's also interesting. I like the interaction and to see what how you know, how just see, watching you interact with people in different scenarios is very interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and it's a fun, it's interesting. I like seeing we how we do it. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day, how we interact differently with people and you know there's I think a moment of jealousy that that I've experienced and mm-hmm. where I see you interact differently with somebody and it's like wait a sec I want that I want you know maybe he's being like really excited and and smiling and uh, you know uh, like affectionate and it's like no, that's mine. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, well, I want this man to be happy because <laughs> we're living together and your happiness is is vital for our happiness and good for this other person receiving you. I, 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 I can be the same way. And that, that rolls over into the strip clubs because right. when we've gone in the past, there have been girls who give you like attention mm-hmm. and I mean it's a it's a woman with with who's completely exposed mm-hmm. which is attractive but it's also like yeah props to you here you are <laughs> so <laughs> reacting to them <laughs> it's an interesting dynamic the experience we went to we've only been to one men's strip club together and that was your first time going to one right you said to men's strip club yes yes and we're in a like a banquet hall room and there's a stage and a, a like a stage performance which i thought was really cute they had little acts they put on mm-hmm. yes. and then i was like grabbed by one and he like held me mm-hmm. and was like super aggressive Oh, for your so, lap dance? The, yeah, the girls. So were, yes, so you got a lap dance. Well, I was kind of like, is this okay? Well, sure. This man just has me around him. And what was your thought on that? I knew that's what the men's lap dance was like. I've seen men, you know, the men's gentlemen's club before. I guess women I've rub DJ'd their for, on your face. Yeah, I've DJed so for this. So they're shoving their cock uh, in your It's body. very simple. It's... And here's a question. So you didn't like that type of lap dance at all? No. And I never asked this before. I've never asked this question to women about do they like, because men, almost all men, almost all men who like going to a, a female gentleman's club or a female strip club, 
um, not talking about men that are going to a men's strip, strip club, but for when women are giving a dance, uh, giving men a lap dance, it's pretty much the same style. Almost every man I've ever talked to loves it. You know, they love that style of lap dance. But I never asked women. That's the, like that's how ninety percent of the ninety five percent of the men's lap dance are for girls. So I never asked like, like women, do they enjoy that, or who like why is that the style of lap dance they give? Uh, you know. Uh, so you're asking. Like, I know your opinion on that you didn't enjoy it, but I'm wondering oh, overall, like, why is that the kind of lap dance that they give? Because it's pretty much always the same way. The women's lap dance. Yeah. And the men's lap dances. The men's lap dances for the women. Well, I guess, I, yeah, I, I really don't know. Cause but I you can't. like the stage one, though, right? I like the stage performance. I thought that's cute. I mean, I guess I, I almost like the women's lap dance better because... The way a woman's body generally moves mm-hmm. is more sensual, and mm-hmm. the man—if mm-hmm. I, I found my lap dance from mm-hmm. this man mm-hmm. to be very aggressive, right? It's like, and I mean, that's just me though, too. Like right. with mm-hmm. sex, like I have got to be warmed up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and so to be just like, you know, somebody just puts themselves right in. Mm-hmm. It's like that's too much, right? Right. I like it's it's a turn off for me. Right. Right. And, you know, it's just it's just funny. It's right. funny. It's yeah. like, all right. Um, I don't know. It's not it's not pleasurable. But I guess it depends on what the intention is of going to the strip club anyway. Right. True. True. Um, and so here's something. That mm-hmm. I've got a question. So if you get a lap dance or. Yeah, somebody approaches you, mm-hmm. an employee at a club, and they're they're not favorable. What do you usually do? I just tell them to thank you. Yeah, you know, if they're it depends on where we're it, like. Yeah, if we're just sitting at seats and we're not working the rail, then I just tell them no. Because generally, if you're not working the rail, they're just going to come ask you if you want a lap dance, or they'll maybe sit and talk. But then if they're going to sit and talk, generally they'll be personable. If they're going to sit and stay and just talk to you, but if they're just coming and just coming around, just doing the rounds, seeing who wants, seeing if you want a lap dance, just be like, no, no, thank you. If they're not, inter- if I'm not interested in them, if they're not someone who would want something from, if you're working rail, it's different because then you're then you you know just out of rail rules or courtesy, you tip at the rail. So the rail of anyone who doesn't go, the rail is the the area right at the edge of the stage where people can sit for the dancer that's the main dancer that's performing so general rules are you tip for each song think about a band when you go to listen to a band play and you have to and some bands there's you tip for every song you're buy one drink for every set or something like that same rules apply so you tip for every song you know they're up there working um so it doesn't matter if i like them or not like them i'll tip more for someone who i think is doing a great job or i think it's beautiful or you know, sexy or whatever it is or interacts or whatever. But if it's just somebody who's up there, they don't look like they're interested or I'm not a fan of what they look like or whatever it is, then we still tip, but I just won't tip as much. Yeah. When they come around, I'm just like, no, you know, somebody. Well, what are you? What ladies, do you, yeah. if you want Dorian's money, <laughs> that's the key. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So any more strip clubs? No, I don't hmm. think we have much more. On that. Nah, yeah, we like to go. I mean, we we not we like to go. We've gone. We have we've had some oh, fun yeah, times. Usually, yeah, yeah, and 
when we go, like, mm-hmm. it's usually that when Dorian and I go, we usually get a lap dance together. Yes. So the dancer will dance on me and be there watching mm-hmm. and engaging and or he'll get a lap dance at the same time. Right. We've done that once yeah. before too. Yeah. Yeah. If I think only oh. once have we had gotten a lap dance, we had two girls give us a lap dance. The other time it was either one girl or you or you getting one. Well, at 11 when we mm-hmm. went, oh, we yeah. hired someone to dance <laughs> for us and they, we didn't have enough cash. Yeah. We had just blown all of We were just using sing we had just used singles and we didn't go to re-up right. cash before we walked over to get a lap dance so and think because like some places sp- take cards because here's break. the thing some places take cards in miami too some people take cards so I, it's back and forth on that and i didn't think to check before we were we just walked up and saw someone we liked and we were, and we were drunk and we were probably high and we were like you lap dance and then it was like oh shit it's cash only and oh shit now I have to go find an ATM in this giant place with thousand people inside of it. <laughs> Literally, like when I say a thousand, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Mm. Yeah, thousand people. So go ahead. So sorry. So you went to go get the money, and she. So and we had the room, and yeah, she and I, we were just all just like, okay, just start the dance. And we're thinking you'd come back and she and I are just like dancing together, having a blast. Mm. And it was super sexy and Jerome's missing the whole thing. <laughs> and she and I are laughing. We're like, holy shit, Dorian he's missing, missing everything is normal. So Dorian went to go get the money and we start dance. Like I say we start because... I'm a dancer too, so I I enjoy dancing. And before Hannah will be like, "Do you mind if I dance a little too?" Like, "Hang on, I touch you." And usually it's like it's fair game, it's fine. Right. We're ha- we're both having fun. And Dorian missed out on the whole thing. So bad. So bad. She and I were laughing so hard. Oh god. I'm happy, you know what? Though we were funny. laughing, like but then she was like is he coming back? I want uh-huh, my money. Uh-huh, it had been a while. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it I was, started getting worried too. Yeah. It was like three songs. and It was it was a pain in the ass trying to get cash. It was like, one, there was, a, once again, a, a literal thousand people there. There were three ATMs. And everyone was either, the line were like five deep at the ATMs or the ATMs weren't working but you didn't know they weren't working. People were like in line at the same ones that were broke. So you're standing in line and everyone's sitting there. Took so long, like three songs <laughs> for me to come back. And I was like, what is that half dance for me? Did we still, we still, did she give us a little bit of one? Did we get another song? I don't think so. No, I, I think that was just it. But the whole time I had to say this though, okay. I thought about once I was gone for more than like two minutes, I'm happy she's getting this time by herself to enjoy this but it was in a room it was perfect there was security i was like i wasn't worried about your safety or anything like that i was like you get dedicated strip club time by herself and without me you know without worrying about if i'm enjoying the moment like you got to actually enjoy the time well i wouldn't have been worried about you enjoying it because you definitely would have <laughs> it was a great time yes that's awesome I'm glad i'm happy
I'm happy. I'm annoyed that I missed it, but I'm happy. <laughs> it's a good time. So strip club. Yeah, we've had some fun times with strip clubs. All right. Um, we're going to pause. Water break. Potty break. And we'll be back. And what's the next topic that we have? Toolbox. Toolbox. Oh, and toolbox. We'll be back. Our Universal Force podcast with Ann and Dorian. We will be back. Okay. And we are back. Back. Our Universal Force. Live in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Shout out to Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Welcome, everybody, for staying tuned. Had a little water break, body break. And we're going to go into a recurring segment on our podcast. And that is the toolbox. Anne's toolbox. Oh, it's my toolbox. Your now. toolbox. Oh, oh cool. Anne and Dorian's toolbox. Yeah, this Anne is about us, Dorian's man. toolbox. You know, I like making everything about you. How about A and D box? A and D box. A and D box. <laughs> and box. <laughs> our resources. And box. And right. box. Okay. You just anyway. want my box. I like your box, baby. Glorious. Glorious. Textures and feels mm-hmm. in there. And it's looking very nice, being all waxed and clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good feeling to be mm-hmm. waxed. I would not know. I just know how it feels from the other side. I can imagine. <laughs> you women do amazing feats. <laughs> or anyone who gets waxed does amazing feats to be. True. Yeah. It's not fun. No. I can't imagine. No. And it takes a certain degree of upkeep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So why do I? I'm, I'm I'm sitting here talking about it, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. why do I do this? Yeah. It's sexy, and it feels good for you. Yes. And that's basically it. Which do you prefer to look at of your own when you're shaved or when you're not? Well, you can see more of it when you're shaved, right? Or waxed, right? Right. right. When you're hairless, but I also feel like a child. Uh, I've heard I've heard that said, and I've read that. Too. I've yeah. heard that said that people. I don't know when Which I shave because I shave because I do shave. I try to trim clean. I just don't go the waxing part, but I trim it all, all the way down. Yes, you do. And I don't know if I ever feel like a kid. I don't remember what my cock looks like as a well, kid. Well, your quite cock honestly. probably didn't look like that, right? But I don't remember what it looked like with hair, and you know, like I just don't remember that. No. Well, I'm I'm gonna style it out. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it sexy and styled. So, more news on that next time in the next four weeks. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't know how we got into shaved. It was the whole talking about box. Box. Yes. And school kit. A and D's to box. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> so here's. The toolbox, and really, this is just intended to give you listeners some resources and tools to strengthen your relationships. So, our first one here is social media breaks. So, what social about that, media breaks. About okay, social media breaks are taking time away from being obsessed with social media, as many of us are. And, so, and, and not I just like being obsessed. Bent thumbs. <laughs> but yeah, it's taking uh yeah, bent thumbs. Still, yeah, I, the, the amount we use our phones, our phones, our thumbs are still. We text and everything else. So, 
but just sitting and being so engaged and involved in what people are posting on social media, whether it's pictures on Instagram or Facebook and, or wherever you're at doing Twitter or whatever you're doing. You know, we use our phones for everything. We use our phones for Uber. We use our phones for ordering food. We use our phones for calculator. We use our phones for banking. We use our phones for paying bills. We use our phones for communicating with everyone for work. We do. So I don't, I don't want to be on there also in my free time, just sitting there looking at it just to see what's going on. Just to develop bone spurs in your neck. Yeah, I don't need that. Like if I have to be on it for things, sure listen to music on it but then I could put it away and put it in my pocket and keep it moving I like to take social media breaks one because I get annoyed with what what I'm looking at and how I'm wasting my time when I feel like it's time wasting and you know a lot of it's garbage or it's a thousand people million people posting the same things it's totally useful as a DJ I mean I need it as a DJ as a business person there's lots of uses but i hate i haven't been able to separate the work use out of it from my own personal use out of it so what i tend to do is just don't use it at all and take the l on the work side for periods of time and then go back in so i take breaks um so i don't have it on my phone that i carry around with me i do have it on the ipad i do have it in the house but i don't use those very often so it's not like out and about what do you notice when you're on a break i'm not as concerned with what people are doing uh i notice i don't talk to certain people because i only really communicate with them through social media i notice that i'm not using my phone nearly as much i mean i sometimes still pick it up because i'm like bored and i'm like well i'm gonna do something and then i'm like wow there's nothing to do on my phone i put it back down i don't have games on my phone either for the same reason i used to have a lot of game and i'm a gamer and i'm a total gamer but i purposely do not keep games on my phone just so I'm not sitting around just looking at my phone when I have nothing to do. I listen to music on my phone, Spotify, comedy, whatever. Sometimes I watch Netflix on my phone, but I'm also trying to make sure I limit that too. I just don't want to necessarily just be stuck on my phone looking at my phone. But I love texting. I love taking pictures with it. There's a lot I use it for emails for, you know, I use it for work and everything like that. But just the social media aspect, just after a while, I'm like, I need a break from it. So, yeah. and I, don't, I don't hear bad news. It's great. I don't listen, I don't, because I don't watch the news at all. I see the news because in the day to day world that we live in, the news is posted on all kinds of screens and places everywhere. I don't read newspapers. So, if I'm not on social media, I actually don't really hear news. I mean, it may pop up in emails, it might pop up in weird things, but I love it because I don't hear not just the news, I don't hear everyone's opinions about the news, yeah. which is great. I don't have to hear, listen to people's opinions about what's going on unless I ask someone in a conversation, in live conversation, an opinion. I really don't hear it. It's wonderful. It's great. More information. Yeah, I don't need it. Don't need it. It's great. A lot of the redundant stories. Yeah. Truth. Truth. So that's that's my opinion, historian's opinion on uh, in third person and on social media breaks. What do you think about social media breaks, Anne? Well, I use social media more pertinently through dance and work. Um so I've used it to showcase my skills. Um, I started using it a bit, like I, I use it a, a little bit personally too. 
uh, I've shared us on social media and uh, family trips or travel. But I've started to do that less because I, I, I mean, it, I'm somebody who was off of Facebook for a really long time and Instagram. I think I just got on Instagram like maybe three years ago. So um, I just always felt like I wanted to spend more time in human to human interactions. So for that reason, I wasn't on it. And I definitely feel that that type of connection is more solid without it. But I will also say that because it's such an obsession, um, some relationships are really based off of that. So just social media. And I realize that those friendships are much more superficial. So and that's the type of friendship I'm not interested in having. So I feel like having this break has me really see who my true friends are. And I'm fine with with that. I don't see, I'm not as in the loop as far as what other people are doing, or what events might be happening. So I might not, I guess, I, I don't know, that, that doesn't really though change my social involvement as far as you know going out goes but I'm not as engaged with the community and I guess that's the thing that I don't think taking a break from social media is necessarily bad or good I think it just depends on your intention and what you want to accomplish with it right but not being as involved with the community I think is one reason why I'm like um you know I wish I were doing it maybe for for just that but it's hard to just do social media for only that Right. Unless it's, you know, just scheduled time or you have certain restrictions or something, you know. Understood. I agree with that. I do miss, you know, as as in the DJ world, I miss when my friends are playing because that's how they advertise. I mean, advertising as as a DJ, I advertise on social media, too. Um, I don't do it as much when I'm not on it all the time or I'm not promoting everyone else's events like I would be and sharing everyone else's posts and advertising. So that is a downside, I think, in a business world and in that if that's how you, you communicate with your circle or your people, uh, you are going to be out of the loop. But also, too, when my friends want me to come to a gig, they can also text me. And we text each other that information. And, and it's also part of it letting people know, hey, I'm not on social media. So, like, if you're messaging me there, just text me. Um, if it's important, text me. If you're just blasting the planet, then if you still think it's important, I know, text me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I do that to people, too. And I'll text them gigs, you know. And, and, they, and they tend to now, the ones that see me texting them and that's how I'm talking to them, they will also start to text me back. And not assume that I'm seeing stuff on social media. So, you know, it's a good, as you mentioned, see who your friends are. See who you're really trying to spend time with. Because people who you want to spend time with, you will message, figure out a way to talk to them. Whether it's via email or text or call. Or go ring their doorbell. Go to the job. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> so go bad. find them. Like, you know, we used to do all that, right? You know, to know somebody. I was like, I, I know they work from this time to this time. So if I go sit out waiting for them... I'll go to her house and ring the doorbell and be like, yo. Or I'll call them on the phone and be like, yo, what's good? Nowadays, that's so special. 
And you get a phone call. Or when yeah. people ring your doorbell randomly. Even get a, yeah, I get a phone call. Yeah. Or yes, yeah, somebody's in the neighborhood. They swing by. Yeah, if you ring my door randomly, I'm not going to go answer it. So you better call me and tell me. You're yeah. Because I just don't answer my door. <laughs> no, you text beforehand. I'm so antisocial with that shit. Well, yeah, we live beforehand. in Brooklyn yeah, and New York. We don't want people fucking with us. Rando doorbell ringers. <laughs> None of that shit. So yeah, social media. Anything else on social media? Yeah, so we're not on it. Granted, we are on it for... So I get all the notifications and things. So if you message me, I know. We'll know. So if you message our universal force, we'll respond. We will post things from our universal force. But work, separating work from like daytime normal. Have my Dorian account. Have all the other business accounts. So we have multiple, because we all have multiple businesses. Multiple personalities. Multiple personalities. Not like split, maybe. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Mr. Glass. That's uh, social media break. Uh, what else else is in a toolkit? So our next one is sex-related. Ooh, I like that. Can you say that again? Sex-related. Can you say that in your sultry and Why voice? Why don't you... <laughs> Uh-huh. You have I'm sexy. sarcastic. I know what's going on there. <laughs> Sarcasm spewing. Say in your sexy and voice. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Sex. All right, moving on. So okay, so it's sex related. Toolbox. Drum roll. Sex related. And it's about breath during sex. Ooh. Vital to our survival. Please explain. Well, I've noticed in having sex that breathing makes a huge difference. And that mere breath connects me more with my body. And sex has gotten way better since learning to breathe. Like from my pelvis, my hips, my pussy. Mm -hmm. Up into my stomach and my chest. Okay, so what's the proper, okay, so what's the, tell me what's the proper way to breathe? What's your technique to breathe during sex? Is it just... Oh, well, I don't think there is a proper way. Mm. I think that you can tap into many different breaths. So when you say breathe I, during I sex, just, what do you mean? Just breathe. So just breathe. But don't people do that anyway? Yeah, but if you send your breath down deep into your stomach so just sitting here like breathe set breathe into your belly button into your belly button yeah <sighs> not like that so like exp- walk me through so because you walk as you did walk me through this and i had no idea i learned how to breathe for the first time within the last six months so there's I many listeners, you, right? Yes, I there's many people who don't know how breath. to, right? So explain, yeah. So tell tell everybody, let's walk us through step by step. So all the listeners who are sitting there listening to this podcast in their car or on their iPhone or while they're at the gym or at work or whatever they're doing, they can practice this right now with us. So we're all going to breathe. So give us a step by step guide. So sit tall, right? Okay. So Toss it. your ears are over your shoulders and your shoulders are over your hips. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And Adjusting you're going to actually you can place one hand right below your ribs. Okay. Right below that, my ribs. That's your diaphragm. Right. And then your other hand lower than okay. that on your stomach. That's right below my ribs on my stomach. Okay. Got you it. just grew like four inches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow, because I was I was hunched so over nice. sitting in a chair. I do too. Yeah. See. Yeah. So you're going to inhale into the hand just below your ribs. Okay. And you want to think about your diaphragm there, which is a tube that wraps from the front of your ribs all the way to your back. So the diaphragm is a tube that wraps from the front of your ribs all the way to your back. And some muscle. Muscle. Okay. So it goes around your left side or your right side? The whole thing. 360. Whole thing. Oh, 360. Oh, I didn't know that. So you breathe into it. Inhale. So you inhale and fill what do you, it with air. You fill the di- that tube around your belly right below your ribs. You fill it with air. And, so you breathe in. And then you exhale. You want to deflate the diaphragm. So you feel the hand get closer to your back. And then your, your lower hand on your belly button pulls in. When you're breathing out. Yeah, when you exhale. So when you inhale, you fill that tube up. So you're inhaling into the hand closest to your ribs. Right? Inhale. Okay. Three. Two, one, and then exhale, draw in. Oh, so you're forcibly pulling it in. If you're doing more of an exercise or okay. you have resistance, like your leg is is an angle and you're, you're tapping your heel down. But what about, you're saying we're doing this during sex. So what am I doing during sex? Well, I'm not saying we're doing this during sex. Oh, okay. You actually brought this breath up. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, this is, this is a bit different. Diaphragmatic breath is... Um, one way to, you know, this is one of the more ideal ways to breathe from our diaphragm instead of from our chest. Right. Most of us breathe through our chest and we get, right. you know, can get develop a lot of tightness in our chest and neck and shoulders from that. It's a bit relaxing. Okay. Okay. It's a bit relaxing to do diaphragmatic breath. So right. in sex... Um, you know, this is one entry into breathing more f- into your stomach, mm-hmm. um, but you can breathe into, you know, your s- towards your sex organs. Okay. And so instead of breathing what we were just doing into our diaphragm, you breathe down into your sex organs when you're inhaling yeah. or when you're exhaling? Both. Okay. So. Yeah. Inflate, deflate the cock and balls. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Expansion. Okay. All yeah. right. And what have you noticed when you started doing this? When you started breathing into your vagina? Well, the your biggest thing what? is, you know, there may or may not be a physiological reactive response from breath, whether, you know, whether you engage or expand, but more so just getting into the my body. So that is my tool for you. All out there. Have you expanded you, Dorian? You just mentioned you started breathing six months ago. Well, that's when I first learned about breathing. Yeah, I, I probably didn't really understand what that even meant till yeah, maybe in the last three months, four months. But I don't practice it as readily because I'm uh, I, I'm still learning. I'll say that. Like I try, I probably try it every day. Like to just breathe into my diaphragm probably every yeah, day, it, it, but it's, I, it's still like it I have to actually like do it. I have to work. Mm-hmm. I have to actually be thinking and like doing. Okay, right now I am going to, and then like as many times as I feel like I do that, but it doesn't come natural. Yeah, yet. we don't walk around breathing like that. I'm not right. sure a lot of people do, and that's not, you know. I, it, it that wouldn't be like the normal thing to do, but mm-hmm. those moments of consciousness do make a difference mm-hmm. and okay. strengthen some of those muscles. But mm-hmm. just like any habit, it takes time to develop. 
It's good. I feel it in my back when I do that. It's really good. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Interesting. Like you said, you have to sit up. and. Yeah, your posture gets mm-hmm. so much greater there. So if you're doing that at home, I hope that feels good to you. I hope it feels if it's someone who if you're someone who normally has has learned different types of breathing, awesome. Try it during sex if you're not. And if it's some and if you're someone like myself who did not know that different types of breathing was a thing that you could that people do or that was good for you or or just never tried it. I never had instructions. You can thank Dr. Ann for giving us our instructions. I'm and, not really a doctor if you want. Yes. But she is definitely more trained. I'm a, I'm a personal most, trainer. Most of us. Medical exercise specialist. Yes. What about you in sex with breath? You, um, okay, you I, hold your breath sometimes. I do, but that's not purposely. I'm just so caught up in it. Caught up in you. I just choke him out. Yes. Ah. I, like, I just can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, yeah but uh yeah i i have noticed i've tried since we've talked about this and you told me about this you know a while back i've tried and i do try to at times if i notice i'm not breathing or notice i'm doing i've worked on breathing and i do notice it does do the relax i was breathing more into my diaphragm recent more recently not thinking about the breathing into my dick or into my cock and balls and ass and getting all of that worked in, but I. You have a dick in a cock. Oh, oh. I just Shh, don't tell anyone. Special type of person. Didn't. <laughs> yeah. Didn't. Wait, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but I haven't thought. I haven't done that. I haven't been thinking that. I forgot I was actually breathing into my diaphragm. So this was helpful for me too. But when I have done it, what I have noticed is that it relaxes me in a way and if i can get it right it actually helps me to to not waste as much energy or to breathe and maybe you know maybe i'm not breathing it changes the pace it changes the way my body feels and i know that if i get my breathing really nice that it'll even my body will feel very not just so folk not just only focused on my cock but focused my whole body is doing something also which obviously it is during sex too, but there's just a different physiological response. But I don't always get the breathing right, and sometimes I don't want to focus so much on the breathing that I'm not focused on what we're doing, what's I happening. Hope not. But getting your exercise in during sex. Yeah, <laughs> but I would like to like have that breathing become natural at times, so that I can reap the benefits of it while not having to focus so much on doing it. Well, I feel like during sex, your mind is on so many things. True. And very true. We're thinking about each other. We're thinking about um, our sensation and you know our immediate sensation. We're thinking about fantasies, true, other situations or scenarios. So then to go back into your body, the breath is an opportunity to to do that. So it's just a little tool for you to try. Interesting. You add fantasies to the list. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. We can do whatever, but... It's going in right now. Okay. Fantasies. What's your fantasy? Mine? Mm-hmm. I have a lot of fantasies, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I do. What are you thinking about right now? Uh, now I'm thinking about which one would I want to talk about on the mic right now. <laughs> I mean, when we were talking about breathing, I was fantasizing about... 
us having sex and making love fucking and breathing mm-hmm. and being able to do it without it having to think having to concentrate on the breathing so that's what i was thinking about fantasizing about this weekend it was fun during our photo shoot i was like this is i would love to be able to have a photographer have taken some pictures of us while we were having sex i would have liked to just had sex right there or while we were in our, or while we were on set Wow, yeah. kinky. Yeah, it would have been fun. I mean, there was whips and things. I guess there was all kinds of things there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's bondage there. She does. She does fetish shoots. So I was like, I mean, it was it was a professional atmosphere, but it was also there's a sexual atmosphere to it too with the pinup and the lingerie. So yeah, yeah, it was fun. So I that was that was uh if you if you have a photographer out there, any photographers yeah. out there who do this, mm-hmm. we want to do this. On our list of things we need to do, we'll see. We'll screen you. Yeah, we'll screen you exactly. <laughs> yeah, we want reviews. <laughs> our universal force at gmail dot com messages. We will uh, take any suggestions and thanks for sharing. them out. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's your fantasy? What's my fantasy? Yeah, what's the fantasy right now? I've um taking off our clothes and lying in bed. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Monday night. <laughs> um. That's my fantasy right now. Okay. okay. What's a much more, what's a more fun fantasy for a our uh, for our uh, listeners for you out there? Horny people. It was those who were like, "Oh, that's fun." No. <laughs> well, I love oil, so oh. rubbing each other's bodies down with oil, mm. um, having other people involved. Mm. Boobies are nice. Oiled nice. boobs. And nice. butt. Mm. <laughs> Not someone rubbing us, someone oiling us down. Yeah, sure. That mm. sounds good. That sounds good. I'm cool with that. Yeah, me too. I also find my fantasies to be have a lot to do with nature and just being outdoors, lying in beds. Mm. I, that's so great. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. It's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we got to do that together recently. We have. We've yeah. done that a couple of times. Yeah, it's really nice. I'm a fan of that. I didn't know I was going to be a fan of that. I mean, I guess I, I did, but I, I mean, I had imagined, I imagined I would, but I didn't know how much I was going to enjoy it. Well, I'm glad we have that. Yes. Um, fantasy is reality. Fantasy is reality. If you have fantasies out there, here's a little suggestion for anyone looking for suggestions. Couples, because this is what this is for. I mean, we're talking a lot about what we're doing, but, and we hope we take your glimmering good piece of information but we should probably give you some some keys to help you in your relationship more so than just what's in our toolbox and toolkit and our experiences if you have fantasies out there share them with your partner talk about them yes some are going to be embarrassing yes some you're going to be like i don't know how my partner is going to partner or partners are going to react to this you know but it should come up in conversation quite honestly if you're having any kind of sexual relationship or wanting to have a sexual relationship with someone or sexting with someone whatever you're doing use that time and if your fantasies come up you know talk about them you yeah know? do it don't do it in the bedroom necessarily during sex not maybe do it. maybe but, but maybe depending on who you are in your relationship yeah. how, how your communication is yeah but maybe mm-hmm. you know not in the bedroom like when you're out you know when you're having a drink or if you're you know out walking or you know during a time where 
you know, you think you might like to hear something like this, that probably means, like, hear a fantasy, that probably means you're more comfortable relaying it anyway. So. And why not the bedroom? So tell me what you think about the bedroom. Why not having a. Well, because it, it could be an awkward sex, sexual experience. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not. Necess- like if you're feeling your partner's feeling affectionate in a way that you might not, you know, fully be you that like your fantasy really suits. It could be aw- awkward yes. and it could be read the totally wrong way. True. If you wake up in the morning mm. and you have this fantasy and you tell, you know, I've heard that on right. a couple occasions. Right. You know, okay. Interesting. My friends being like, my boyfriend woke up this morning and told me he wanted to have a threesome with my best friend. Right. Right. Like, that doesn't work. <laughs> um, that might be a fantasy and like something that you mention right. at another time. Right. Not in the bedroom in the morning or, you know, just. So how do you know when the right time is? So say we're telling people, yeah, you know, talk about your fantasies. How do you know when your partner should you ask and well, say, you "Hey, acknowledge you know, them. Yeah. You should acknowledge them and what your you know agreements are. Or tell them how much you care about them and and how much you enjoy having sex with them and how sexy they are. And you you know let them know why you want to share this fantasy with them. Okay, and maybe even say like, "Look, this might be surprising to you." Mm-hmm. And I want to share this with you because I really love you. Mm. And I want to know like what your thought is on this. And like maybe this is really wild and it'll just stay a fantasy. Or right. maybe this is something you'd be into doing. And right. I'd, you know, I'd like to explore that with you. Right. You know, be and be clear on that. What is it you want with them? Right. Um, do you want to, do you have an ask of this? Mm-hmm. Right. Or are you just sharing just to share? And that's true. That's, that's a good point. There is a difference between fantasies that are just something in your head, spank bank material as the term is used, or this is something that you actually would like to do with your partner or something of that nature. Or So that is it. There is a big difference in those. Good to probably clarify that before said statement. It's easier to clarify that before than it is to clarify after. And we all do definitely have those. There are fantasies that are just like, I would like to, you know, I don't know. Um, Come all over your face. Yeah, right. That can be either or. <laughs> At least in my book. But yes, I understand. Yes. And you, you know, just make sure you gauge the situation, gauge your partner or whoever it is that you're having this conversation with. And. You know, it's in your best interest if you're the one who would like to share. And if you're a couple or people who don't, aren't, or it's hard, because not everyone is communicates well on sex or on fantasy. So we know for a lot of people, communicating during sex is hard, which is a shame because it doesn't give you the opportunity to um, really get to, to know your partner or share what's on your mind and get that comfort level. So if you do, uh, if you are out there and communicating about anything intimate or sexual is harder for you thinking of sharing a fantasy could be really hard but you know we all have hopefully have multiple types of fantasies um, i assume most people do and so you know maybe it's something that's easier to talk about or something that has came up between you and whoever this is that you're talking with and you know go with the easier ones get used to communicating get used to you know saying you know words if you don't talk dirty to each other maybe that's a hard thing to do also you know of sharing something and being 
descriptive if you want to be descriptive. Or maybe it's just easy and light. So it varies. So breathe during sex and talk about these fantasies. You got a couple, like, you got three tools today. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk more about fantasies, our fantasies. Mm-hmm. We, we'd love to hear about your fantasies. Totally. Totally would. Yes. So that is our two box. So we had our ad hoc two box item, which was talking about fantasies. We had breathing. And what was our first non-sexual one? Our first non-sexual one was to... Wow. Yeah, our memory. Oh, man. Social media breaks. Social media breaks, yeah. Having social media breaks. We keep our memories. (laughs) So that's everything we're going to do today. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. What do we have in store for our next podcast? We don't even know that yet. We don't so even it's know a that. big we have surprise. A long list. We do have these planned, but we're we're going to surprise you with our next week. We have a few different topics, some of which have to do with relationships, some of which have to do with sex, some of which have to do with life. We'll definitely give you an update on our dating life. Um, we'll be doing an endurance toolbox um, and some more fun topics uh, we are going to start talking about <laughs> just saying we don't do social media but things in the news that's going to be a little bit something sexual or factual factual or relationship wise that's in the news right we're having we're in the middle of pride month right now we want to give a shout out to everyone who's celebrating pride um, we learned what two new letters on the LGBTQIA right? a, yeah I-A I-A, I-A. And we literally had to look them up because we didn't, we weren't sure what the I stood for. And they're like, wait, what is it? And we were listing out all of our eyes and we realized we intersex and asexual. And asexual. Or allies. Or allies, yes. So shout out to everyone who's celebrating Pride. I noticed this year more than many other years that a lot of companies and organizations um, from restaurants to bars to major corporations to everything have been celebrating Pride this month. And I love it. I am commending everyone. I hope it's more for than just for advertising purposes, but I applaud everyone. And there's been things going on every weekend, which is great. Yay, peace, um, peace yes, and pride. Yes, peace and pride. So a couple more, another week or so, pride. Every day, every day is pride. But if you're celebrating specifically this month, please enjoy. Have a great time. Be safe. And you will see us out here partying because we are doing it too. So have a great rest of your week. And you catch us on the next episode. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.